Hello and welcome to In This Economy, the podcast where young people from Zimbabwe and around the world discuss how they are navigating life in the current economic circumstances. With me, your host, Kim Yajega. So first and foremost, Happy New Year 2023. We made it. If you made it this far, congratulations. We here, we in here like swimwear. And I hope you have an amazing, an amazing year ahead. Now to explain my hiatus after my initial hiatus, I can only say that the second half of the year was a lot (laughs) for me in the sense that I got into this funk where I had little to no discipline and I just fell off. I fell off my workout routine. I fell off productivity at work. I fell off my production schedule. I fell off content creating. I just completely, I don't know. And it was just a fuck. I wasn't doing anything. I can't even say I was resting. I just had no motivation and just a complete lack of discipline in every single aspect of my life, which wasn't great. And I think it was just a symptom of like broader burnout from the beginning of the year because the beginning of the year I was like on fire with everything like boom 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 and then second half was just blech right um and that's my bad on my part and I'm trying to you know not to be so new year new me but I'm trying to fight my way out of that funk and get back on a schedule um and get back on doing the things that bring me joy aside from you know running and talking to people being around my friends my family I really 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 enjoy making this platform and I'm sorry if I I disappoint actually if I disappointed any of the listeners but I really appreciate the people who still continue to listen and engage in my absence like that is just so humbling to me but i really hate that i became the kind of content creator that i hate where you know they start off like super consistent and then they completely fall off and then things just get haphazard but i am definitely just gonna be this year just trying to stay present (laughs) trying to stay focused trying to stay disciplined but also pouring into myself doing things that i enjoy to avoid you know fatigue and burnout in the second half of the year and just to continue creating content because in general it just sparks joy so thank you so much for your patience um for your understanding if you were understanding but also just a shout out to all my guests all the interviews that i am going to post um for this season were created months ago like and i just one whoever is listening who's been featured and waiting for their episode to come out i do not take your time for granted and i am sorry that you know the episodes are delayed the episode is delayed and a little bit later than when i initially committed to posting it's my fault (laughs) really it is but in talking to people doing what they love doing is the theme of the season, the economics of pretty much doing what you love. How do the factors impact what people are doing? And I have interviewed some amazing people um, in the last couple months, and I'm so excited to just unload the clip and have these episodes out there for you to enjoy, to absorb, and to get some inspiration. This episode in particular, I really enjoyed the interview. I think we recorded it around uh, September, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 
Um, but I really enjoyed it. We talked about the economics of brand building and we had such a great chat, even editing it. I was just, you know, remembering all the little nuggets and I really hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording and making it. So yeah, please do not forget to follow the podcast on social media at In This Economy Podcast on Instagram and follow me, your host at Kimya Jack on Twitter. And as always, let's keep the conversation going. I'd love to hear if you've learned anything from the episode. Also, if there are things you don't agree with, if you want to call me out, if if you want to call the guest out, I, I, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I love hearing your feedback and engagement. So without further ado, let's get into the first episode of the year, third episode of season four. And I'm just committing to doing better on this new production schedule. So please do enjoy. So today we are discussing the economics of brand building with my amazing guest, a woman I've admired for a long time, who has probably one of the best restaurant brands in the city at the moment, Um, Mrs. Karen Tassa. Welcome to the platform. Thank you, Kim. What a pleasure. I'm so honored that you asked me to to be your guest today. Oh, it's a pleasure of all mine such a privilege to be able to talk to you um so do you want to introduce yourself uh, just a brief introduction before we get into the interview sure so my name's karen mutasa Mm -hmm. um when i had my first child um i didn't realize um, but very quickly did that you lose your kind of name straight Mm -hmm. away (laughs) (laughs) so people a lot of people call me mighty nashe Mm -hmm. um or you know miss k for Mm -hmm. those people who um uh, find it easier to do that right, yeah. um, and you can call me Miss K or Karen it's up to you mm-hmm. um, or Auntie K mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be 52 in October oh, nice. <laughs> and I've um, got three kids um, married to a lovely man and um, every day for me is um, an incredible journey in terms of my work is I have fun mm. doing work mm-hmm. yeah. so I think that um, that really sums. is about me it sums up what, what, what I do and mm. what I love to do and it's about family and work so when I was thinking about doing this episode and brand building um, why your skin spa organics brand came to mind is no matter what the location is no matter what's happening there's just that belief on the thing when you see it you just know it it's a recognizable brand and it's not a brand I grew up knowing it came up when I was towards like the end of high school Mm -hmm. um, when the first organics sort of opened up Mm -hmm. and it's something that's always been like a constant since then and I'm like that's a really cool brand but what particularly stands out for me is that it's the only way I can describe it is accessible luxury it's so luxurious it's so high-end but it's so accessible it doesn't feel like i'm too far away from being able to go to the skin spa or being able to eat at organics and it's such a high quality product um but it's not like i don't know it's 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 not like out of reach for people my age it's not out of reach for a lot of people you know young in zimbabwe it's one of those things where it's such a treat to be able to go and you know you could save up or just go every now and again and it's just it's not something like okay when i have you know when i'm making insane amounts of money i'll go there (laughs) it's such a high quality very luxurious brand existing in the zimbabwe as things are at the moment which 
I just thought it would be great to unpack that with you and just sort of pick your brain a little bit to see how you how you got to where you are. Um, so my first question for you is, what is the biggest influence on your brand right now? Ah, right now, I would say um, to remain authentic. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, it is, I would say, identity. Mm. African identity. Mm. Pride in our identity. Mm-hmm. Pride in being African, uh, being Zimbabwean, mm-hmm. and making sure that I am able to bring a sense of joy and authenticity and pride Mm -hmm. for my people, for our people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that influences me. It it, it wakes me up at night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thinking, how can I make this um, sustainable Mm -hmm. for forever? This brand, yeah, where, you know, why should somebody who lives in Zimbabwe not have the ability to have the most delicious, um, what should I choose, salmon sashimi? Mm. We're a landlocked country, yeah, but we there's always a plan mm. that can be made mm-hmm. where you can have luxury, high quality mm-hmm. food, but also incredible service. But at the same time, if I take it into the Skin Spa brand, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You should be able to have the best treatment or experience. Mm-hmm. I like to call every treatment that we offer mm-hmm. um, in the Skin Spa an experience. Yeah. And why should you not have an experience in Zimbabwe that you could have anywhere else in the world. Mm. And so that has always been my motivation mm. and to just always make sure that our point of difference is is um, uh, recognizable mm. right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know that you've arrived at somewhere where um, there's, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. It's deliberate, it's yeah. very deliberate. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. yeah. I would say that that's really been mm. the motivating, but more so mm. the whole um, being African, being proudly African, mm. proudly Zimbabwean, yeah. and um, you know leaving a mark mm. and having an impact mm-hmm. for our people that it's possible. Yeah, no, that's, I love that. That's, that's really <laughs> great. Um, when I think about that, um, being Zimbabwean, being African means a lot of different things right now. And the economic circumstances have really impacted our culture, our society, the way we interact a lot. I always say that we could fix the Zimbabwean economy today, but there's so much social decay, so much social destruction that has happened that I think we're yet to see the worst of it. And I think that if you know things were to fix themselves, the gap between the people who have and the people who have not is so wide at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you say your brand fits into this Zimbabwe where everything is kind of upside down. It's difficult to be able to say, okay, this person is wealthy, this person's not wealthy. Um, A lot of people haven't been to school in decades because of the crisis in the education system. So where does your particular brand fit in all of this going on? Ah, Okay, so that's a loaded question. (laughs) 
but I think that if we if if we unpack it and I start with um, values, mm. um, I'm big on values. Mm. Um, I uh, about I think it's about four years ago actually, mm. I did a we had a launch mm. of um, the values cluster which is contained within a group called Network 58. Mm-hmm. Network 58 is based on Isaiah 58. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's an incredible verse. And it's basically to, we wanted to make a difference mm-hmm. in our in our society because mm-hmm. we had already recognized that we had this huge issue in terms of um, just the the chaos and mm-hmm. and the, the 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 indiscipline on the roads, mm-hmm. the, the, the the potholes, the just lack of, of lack of of you know everybody just doing as they please mm. and um so we we and and also you know it was there was all this hope um when we had the new dispensation come mm. in and we thought you know what let's let's make sure that we make it count mm. and a small group of people and we created network 58 mm. and within that one of the clusters is radical mm. which is a values cluster mm. and radical stands for respect uh, accountability, discipline, integrity, courage, attitude, and love. Mm. And so taking on all those values in order to to be a radical Zimbabwean, yeah. you would need to be able to understand yeah. those values. Mm. So I think that I've tried and still try. It's, it's, it's very difficult mm. in an environment that we're in, especially mm. in the economy that we're in, mm. to be able to for example, um, have the integrity Mm. to not uh, cut corners, Mm. to not um, create um, a situation where if you want to not get into trouble, Mm. you know, you you may have to pay somebody. Exactly. So it's not easy, Mm. but we do try to make sure that we, as a business, Mm. maintain and and employ and engage mm-hmm. and mentor. Mm-hmm. I try to mentor daily mm. uh, the people that I interact with, mm. whether it's you know uh, with uh, the team that I work with. I have an incredible team that are absolutely amazing, right mm. from my spa attendant mm. to the head chef or the manager of the restaurant or the mm. spa or um, within the cosmetic distribution, I mm. also do distribution with Nuance Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 try to make sure that we live the values mm-hmm. that we try to talk about. Yeah. So you can talk about the values, mm. but you need to be able to live them. Mm. And I think it's really really important that we don't give up. Mm. Because it's very easy to just say, you know what, we've gone so far beyond, mm. we've gone so far away from the fundamental values that um, that we grew up with mm. and that you were taught yeah. as a child, yeah. and I was taught as a child, mm-hmm. and that we've culturally, mm. you know, it, it goes down to culture at the end yeah. of the day. Um, the cultures in Zimbabwe are... Are deep mm. and they're beautiful mm. and they've been they definitely have been eroded mm. and they've been er- eroded more so because of the circumstances mm. that a lot of people find themselves mm. in and if you do even just that one thing yeah. 
you'll have an impact mm. to be able to start to see that the generation that are that have been you know deprived mm. of the education or both parents mm. or because some parents have left the country and you've exactly. only got one parent here or mm-hmm. or you're living with who you know, your, your your relative um, who may not have the same value system as your as your family or you've gone to boarding school as as entrepreneurs who are established if we can take on some of those those um, absolutes where mm-hmm. we there's no uh, zero tolerance almost mm-hmm. I think it will make a difference. Yeah. yeah. So that those are one of the things, things exactly. not all, but at least one, one of the of things it. that we're trying to do. And even, you know, drunk driving for me is a huge issue mm. in Zimbabwe. So, you know, in terms of um, drunk driving, mm. I think that um, the culture, mm. dating, I mean, historically, was people um, from the, you know, high school, private school, mm. rugby days, yeah. um, you know, they would go, Take the, go watch the rugby game yeah. with a cooler box of, 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 of beer mm-hmm. and drink. And while the children were playing rugby or mm-hmm. soccer or whatever it was, they'd have a good old booze up. Exactly. Jump into the car with the same kids. Mm. And they've had much too much to drink. Mm. And we've and, and drive and, and yeah. say, oh, I'm perfectly fine, fine. Exactly. to drive home. But in that yesteryear, mm. it was not acceptable. However... There weren't as many cars on the road, mm. and there weren't as many. There was lights on the road, road yeah. and there was um, you, you. You had no potholes on the mm. road, but now it's a completely. I mean, for the last, I think I've, I I joined Zimpact, and I'm I'm a trustee for Zimpact, which is you know parents against drunk and dangerous driving. Mm. Maybe now about ten years ago mm. or more. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something that again goes back to values. Yeah. And you know, it's okay to to. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with alcohol. There's nothing mm. wrong with alcohol. You mm. know. Um, but it's about how much mm. and what. You, how responsible are you going to be with it? Mm. And so, even at the restaurant, I mm. try as much at both places where if we see that somebody's had just a bit too much. Yeah we're able to and they say they want another one mm. we're like no problem at all you can actually have a double but i'll have your car keys mm. and they're not really quite sure why you're asking, asking for, for them the car keys, but yeah. then when it's time for them to leave we're yeah. like you know what i think it's better that mm. you leave your car here and we'll call you a cab and we'll get you home mm. and you can come and fetch it tomorrow yeah. so that you don't go on the road mm. where there's no lights there's potholes and there's 10 times, 100 times the amount of cars actually exactly. that they are on the road in comparison to years ago. Mm-hmm. And then you're not going to endanger other people's lives, mm-hmm. not just your own mm-hmm. or your passenger. Exactly. So, yeah, those mm-hmm. are some of the values that um, we need to just bring back mm-hmm. um, to so that people are cognizant. Mm-hmm. I know that drowning your sorrows in alcohol or mm-hmm. um, weed and all sorts of things is, is common. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not the solution, mm. and it's about finding the balance. Yeah. So mm. yeah, um, we do try. Um. So before you had opened um, your businesses, did you have any prior experience in the industry before? <laughs> so, come from a big family. Mm. Um, my mom, um, my late mom, mm. um, eight kids. 
incredible woman mm. um, and she she always had um, you know the motto mm. that the way to a man's heart yeah. you know the old school yeah. the way to a man's heart <laughs> is through his stomach yeah. so my mum was the old school type of person who said the way to a man's heart is through his stomach mm. I had five brothers I have four now um, one of them passed away unfortunately mm. for us yeah. and then um, two sisters mm. um, so I'm the last of eight okay. and we were all forced to cook mm. not just the girls yeah. because my mum would say to her sons you know one day you'll have a family and if your wife happens to have to be away or mm. she's not well you should be able to take care of your children yeah you shouldn't rely on other people to look exactly. after your children. Mm -hmm. So you must also learn how to cook. Mm -hmm. So we were forced. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of hospitality, mm. it was almost, I was born yeah. into having to look after because yeah. we were eight. Yeah, eight kids, exactly. <laughs> Already, eight exactly. kids and, you know, and then we had big extended family mm. and cousins and, you know, and then I married into a huge family. Mm. And, and again, you're having to, to do... Yeah. Uh, a lot mm -hmm. um, so cooking for example was something that I did from a very young age yeah. and the hospitality came early I never went for um, formal training in mm -hmm. terms of, of, of um, hospitality mm -hmm. I did marketing my, my background is in marketing and sales I you know mm -hmm. I've always been teased that I can sell as <laughs> to an Eskimo yeah. um, but marketing's always been my thing and mm. creativity. So with the with with the cuisine, it was it was not it was not um, an industry that I you know deliberately went to go and learn mm. or hospitality. But it was I think I have it grew more than anything else because there was a desperate need for me to be able to add mm. to the skin spa business mm. which I'd been in for at least you know 15 almost 20 years already mm -hmm. um, and I started in the modeling industry that mm. was where my real career started yeah. but um, there was a need for me to be able to add some kind of wholesome uh, organic healthy mm. um, food to the organic uh, the skin spa experience mm. because we I wanted to create a place where people go and it's a journey mm. it's an experience when you arrive at the skin spa mm -hmm. and you can spend the whole day there mm. and that included food yeah and so it kind of organically mm. became Definitely. something that we had to get into yeah and um, having traveled mm. um, so much mm. um, my husband is a a, a a real he could live in the airplane I think one of our children once when we drove up to the airport, said, Baba, is that where your office is? Or is that where your bedroom is? Something yeah. like that. And he was yeah. like really shook, shook. because yeah. he was like, I think I've been traveling too much. Exactly. <laughs> so we tended to travel a lot together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was from the travel on all the different continents that we went to mm. that um, we, we experienced food. Mm. And my, it, would, it would be um, of my interest to be able to recreate mm. what he enjoyed mm. for him at home okay. so that's really where it began mm. Mm. okay so i mean you already sort of answered the second part to that question about how it influenced or 
um, impacted the vision of your brand and I really like how it's very much relationship oriented because um, even with the platform I've tried to create it's about talking to people from different walks of life and us all finding common ground mm -hmm. and what influences all of us is how we grew up, the families we're given, the families we choose, the experiences we have, and we're all the sum total of our experiences. Hundreds. So I, I really like that you've sort of bottled that up and put it <laughs> <laughs> in a restaurant and a spa and a hair salon and everything that you could spend a whole day there just sort of interacting, whether it's taking care of yourself, inviting other people to join you. It's just an all-in-one, all-encompassing experience based on what you've seen and the things that you've grown to value. So that's what I think makes it such a unique sort of brand. And we were talking a little bit earlier when I said, like, your menu is very homey. <laughs> the food is very, like, it doesn't look like it makes sense on paper, but when everyone orders something, there's like, okay, I can see the cohesion here. I can see yes. how this sort of comes together. It's sort of like a... We're all around a table and it's like a potluck almost. You have this, mm -hmm. you have this, you have this, but you can have a bit of this and that and everything comes together and makes sense. So I really like that. Yeah. I think, you know, um, I grew up, mm. if I go back into my um, ethnicity, mm. if you want to call it that, I, I tend to say, people say to me, you know, where exactly are you from? You don't mm. look like you're from... You know, a lot of people think I'm from Ethiopia. Some oh, people think okay. I'm from, uh, you know, um, Hawaii. Yeah. Some people think, I mean, they've always come up with different mm. things. Ethiopia mm. is the most common. Mm. And that's because, you know, mixed. Yeah. So, um, and I say, um, well, I'm actually should, I, I'm a child of the United Nations. Mm. Well, I should say I'm a child of uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. Africa. Yeah. But more than that, it's, yeah. you know, my mom, on my mom's side, mm. it's um, Indian, pure Indian. Mm. My grandfather was... And from mm. from India, mm -hmm. um, on my mom's side, and her mom was half Indian and half black, mm. um, and her grandmother was Swahili. She was a mm. Swahili princess. Oh. They even walked her on one of those carriage things, things that oh, they they carry okay. into Malawi. Yeah. And um, then on my dad's side, he was from Cape Town, and mm. there there was some Scottish, mm. Khoisan, mm. <laughs> so-called Cape Colored. Yeah. And so. It's a it's a hell of a mix. Yeah. So if you look at just the food mm. that comes from just, just that, that. mixture of people, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You've got you have your potluck actually, exactly. or a fruit salad. Fruit salad, yeah. So um, I, I I do love the fact that we grew up mm -hmm. um, eating mm. food from we could have a Sunday roast mm. to a full blown Indian meal yeah. to a crazy you know african uh local cuisine of uh, goat intestine with tripe and you know uh, uh ishwa what do you say for ishwa here the the we in it's ishwa in zimbabwe yeah, in malawi we say ngumbi ah, okay. um so i speak chichewa and i speak shona as yeah. well and um and and sima and and mm. for me that's real comfort food you know mm. and so and then we'd have pasta. Mm -hmm. um, and then the Japanese came about when, you know, traveled yeah. and um, fell in love with uh, the clean mm. palette of the Japanese, yeah. which is just uh, phenomenal. Mm. So, yeah, that's how um, the menu came about. Mm -hmm. It was to be able to have a journey mm. while you're at organics. Yeah. You can experience food from five continents. So you have... 
your identity and then there's your brand. <laughs> how, I, I understand how you put it together, but how do you separate yourself from the brand? But also your identity is so rich and it's very, like you, like you mentioned, it's mixed. You have a lot going on as far as your heritage or ethnicity is concerned. Um, so in finding that identity, creating a brand and then still needing to exist outside of your brand, how do you separate yourself, act, actively separate yourself from your brand? Yeah. So I often get asked, mm. do you sleep? Mm. And I say, yeah. I do. Mm. I sleep late. Yeah, but you sleep. <laughs> but I do sleep. Yeah. And when I sleep, I make sure I get a good, you know, yeah. se- six, seven, hours. eight hours yeah. if I can. Mm. I'm, I'm miserable if I don't get enough mm. sleep. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because I have to be able to, by the end of the day, put each part mm-hmm. of me mm-hmm. into where it rests. Mm. And then in the morning, I then allow each different one of me to then wake up and do what it needs to do Mm. and then move to the next part of me and do what it needs to do and so forth. Mm. But none of them are fighting Mm. each other. So I'm quite deliberate that in terms of my workspace, who I am in the Skin Spa and Organics brand mm-hmm. is not that different from who I am with my family. Because authenticity mm. for me is the absolute key mm. to success. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of different yeah. um, elements. But authenticity is really, really important because you can only be you. Um, if you're a fake you, there's no, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. But I have to set the boundaries mm-hmm. and the um, parameters and the structures have to be put very firmly in place so that my priorities are not um, impacted Mm -hmm. in a negative way. Mm -hmm. So without a doubt, I'll still tell you that I love what I do and um, I'm very blessed that it's been very successful. Mm -hmm. But my priority are still my children, Mm -hmm. my husband, um, my God, and my family. Mm -hmm. And they come before everything else. Mm -hmm. They really do. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, um, once you understand that, I always knew that. Mm. And so even when I was going to open the restaurant, my kids were like, oh, you can't do that. Okay. My husband was like, don't do that. We're never going to see, see you. you. Yeah. And I said to them, no, no, no. I'm going to find a, I'm going to make a way mm. that I'll be able to still do what I do without you losing me and not being able to see me because, you know, when you have kids, it's, it's a very important thing to understand that if you're not prepared to put the time in mm. and invest of your time, mm more than than financial resources mm-hmm. and material things time is the greatest investment you can give to your children mm-hmm. um, I said to them if, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I have the the um, production kitchen an industrial kitchen mm-hmm. will be at home mm-hmm. and everything else will leave from here mm-hmm. 
the training will happen at home, the production will happen at home, um, the experiment team will happen at home. Mm. Um, I've even had some of the skin spa trainers who've come from France train in our entertainment area, <laughs> set that up, and the yeah. therapists come home mm. to mm. come and be trained so that when my kids were little, if they were looking for me, they would not struggle to find me. Mm. So once you I are certain of what your priority is, mm. and that was always my priority, mm. um, then everything else then had to fit around that. Mm. And um, I couldn't be authentically um, a woman who embraces the culture that I've been married, that I'm married into, and mm. it's it's a rich culture, the Manika mm. culture, and then at the restaurant, not geza maoko. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I try to make sure that it transcends mm. the culture that I live is the culture that I'm able to take mm. to into my businesses, mm. and that authenticity I think has really played out mm-hmm. um, because with that culture comes an incredible amount of humility mm. it's the essence within the culture that i married into mm. they are the most humble amazing beautiful people mm. and um if you're not if i was not able to um identify and embrace and live with that kind of humility it would have been very difficult for me to have a happy home mm. and I think that authenticity and the humility that I take into um, the business and try to make sure that the team that we work with do the same thing Mm. um, has bode well for us. Mm. And you'll often find if I am at the restaurant, I will go into the kitchen (laughs) and I will serve and I will make a cup of tea Tea, for for the chef that might be busy Mm. or, you know, run an errand for somebody who mm. who can't do it at the time yeah. um, we're a team mm. so yeah I think that um, there's been no real need yeah. to actually have to separate it yeah. what I have separated is not taking my children from when they were babies onto social media mm. or exposing mm. um, we're quite private mm. in, in our home and mm. I don't tend to um, expose um, my personal um, relationship that we have in a home um, mm. on social media and yeah. in the public eye, it's mm-hmm. not necessary. I think um, I don't need to to um, convert mm. that into dollars. Into dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, because there is a lot of pressure to do that where you have a brand and people want to feel like they know you personally. I know with like some of my favorite musicians, when they first started, they would respond to every single comment on social media, mm-hmm. every single message you would send them. They felt like they were very, very accessible. And I feel like we now associate a lot of brand success with the individual themselves being readily available for you to consume. So I think that, you know, as open as you are with sharing your family, your home, your culture with your business, I really admire how you also are able to keep a lot of it very private. I I like how you've separated it, but it's still very much 
and a reflection of parts of you that you are willing to share, that you are open to sharing, but still keeping some, you know, private to yourself and also, I guess, guarding it. Yes. Um, from people being able to, you know, come in because we were talking a little bit earlier about things like clubhouse and (laughs) spaces, how when you invite people in even a little bit, it can go awry very quickly. And I think in Zimbabwe, because I I guess people don't have much to do, um, people are waiting for like fodder. They're waiting for stories. They're waiting for a scandal. They're waiting for something interesting to happen. And wouldn't it be great for some, you know, Zim Celebs Instagram page or H Metro to be like so organic? You think it's so fancy? This is what goes down there, exactly. you know. Exactly. Um, exactly. People are waiting for it. Yeah. So I, I, I like how you've chosen to like, okay, this is my life, this is me, this is the brand, this is the business, and those would never get intertwined or oh, be opened up. Polluted. Exactly, polluted, exactly. <laughs> and opened up for the public to sort of attack at yeah. the first chance they get. Yeah. So, no, that's really great. I think it's... Um, in a way, I find it quite sad mm. that um, it's, and I don't even know whether it's the fact that people don't have a lot to do. Mm. I think that there's a, um, the circumstances mm. of the economy, the circumstances of life, um, the frustration mm. of life in Zimbabwe has made a lot of people, um, bitter might not be, it's not bitter, to the extent of bitter, mm. but it's made them, there's a culture of um, envy. Mm. Envy, but apart from envy, there's jealousy, there's the bring me down mm. culture, there's the gossip culture, um, which is so destructive, mm. so destructive. And um, if only they understood that, you know, when you celebrate one another, mm. the impact is so magnificent Mm -hmm. but and that when you have a um um, when you want another one another (laughs) (laughs) you know it 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 just adds to it it just puts ingredients into Mm -hmm. producing the most beautiful you know um array of flavors of an incredible product. Mm. But the minute you start adding poison mm. to a situation mm. or a, um, a difficult time that somebody may be going through, um, the impact that that has on, on, on a family is really, really unfair. Mm. And I sometimes see what goes on on, on Twitter mm. and I'm hardly on there. Yeah. And because I think I've never seen a Twitter that is so on steroids like Zimbabwe Twitter mm. and and destructive mm. and that's not what it should be if you cannot add value to a situation why go and add poison mm. that will then make the situation or the people who are involved because do we really know what goes on behind closed doors we can only make assumptions and those assumptions half of the time are not accurate. And people will say, but I got evidence, mm. and I saw, and I know. No, you don't know. Yeah. You only know what you know, mm. you know, what and, and what you've seen. Mm. And even with what you've seen may not actually be what mm. is happening in that person's heart and that person's mind. Um, 
And so we, we need to take a pause. Mm -hmm. We really do as a society. We need to pause and really think, what value am I adding to people's lives on a daily basis? Take some stock, guys, mm -hmm. girls. Yes. Take some stock and say, you know what? Am I going to wake up every day and cause a problem? Mm. Because that's what's happening. Mm. And it breaks my heart to see mm -hmm. that, you know, why can't we attempt, attempt, mm -hmm. that just for a week, yeah. I'm going to wake up every day and I'm going to add value mm. to somebody, whoever it might be, in whatever little way it might be. And it might just be that instead of attacking them or adding your comment, mm to a post that's negative about somebody who you have no idea what they're going through, but because they've decided to post, um, you're then going to add on your own opinion mm. to that post that's really going to maybe take them over the edge, mm. you know? Um, just hold back. Yeah. Don't comment. Exactly. Mm. You know, I mean, what, 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 what harm... Is it going to do if you don't comment mm. compared to the harm that it will do if you do comment? And it's not to say that it's not that I don't like people are going to say, yeah, that's just because there's been so much negative or not so much. But there's been a couple of posts where people have put negative stuff about organics or skin spa mm. um, and the experience that they've had. And, you know, I then scroll down and I get a shock. <laughs> at the all the you know the little um, the commentators mm. who then come in and add their 20p mm. when they really have had no real fact mm. about what actually happened exactly. and I'm the first I said it recently I'm the first mm. when people give me feed, feedback mm. I actually love it I encourage uh, uh, in feedback because it's the only way we can improve it's the only way we can get better you know, I strive. It's a it's a it's a daily strive for excellence. Mm. I'm a I'm a firm believer in excellence. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna do something, do it with excellence. Exactly. Else don't do it at all. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the standard that I would love to set mm. in, in Zimbabwe, in the hospitality industry, mm. in the beauty industry. If you're gonna do something, do it with excellence. Yeah. Do it so that people get value mm -hmm. and they and they feel valued. Mm -hmm. Great. <laughs> so just a lot of my engagement yeah. for this platform mm -hmm. is on Twitter. Okay. And a lot of people on the Zoom Twitter you mentioned yeah. listen and engage with the podcast on Twitter. Yeah. So I think just to like clear something up mm -hmm. that was trending on Twitter for a while yeah. for the people to know, how was the Fenty Beauty launch? <laughs> according to Twitter, oh, there you but you go. were there for real. Yeah. How was it? What was the vibe? Just wow. so the people know firsthand, wow. someone who's there who Absolutely. was there for the whole event, saw everything, and not just the pictures or clips right, or little bits right. and pieces, just to set the record straight. Fantastic. I'm glad you mm -hmm. asked the question. Mm -hmm. So when you're dealing with these um, international brands, yeah. and Nuance, which is one of the companies that I am a shareholder in, um, with two other partners, mm -hmm. um, we have about 30 luxury brands. Mm -hmm. So if you go into Cats in San Luis Village, all the brands that are in there, almost, I would say 98% of them, we actually have the distribution rights for them in sub-Saharan Africa, which is about eight, eight or nine countries, and we do the distribution. So it's been an incredible journey. Mm. 
And so when we got Fenty, Fenty is part of LVMH and it's, um, uh, they didn't want to um, distribute it in, per country. They decided to go directly to retailer. And so Katz was a retailer that was chosen by Fenty. So Fenty chose the retailers that they were going to distribute through in the countries in Africa that they decided to launch in. Mm-hmm. And so once we were chosen, it was top secret. And then as the the, the retailer or the distributor or the, the you know, the the proprietor mm. of the of the retail shop you then sit back and you get given instructions mm. line by line line by line mm. of how it is going to be launched mm. what time how when who exactly. <laughs> so we were literally scripted in terms of so Fenty made sure that the influencers, the makeup artists in Zimbabwe, they chose them. Mm-hmm. They went on to out onto the the so platforms in Zimbabwe mm-hmm. separately and they chose who were going to be the influencers and the makeup artists. And once they chose them, they then sent us the list and then we tweaked it and and maybe added a couple and said, you know, we also think that this person should be involved. And then they said, okay, um, we are going to now engage with them. And so even before we launched, mm-hmm. they'd already done some training mm-hmm. and um, sent them product and mm-hmm. so that there was the hype around it. But even they were not allowed. They didn't know when it was going to launch, for example. And then we had to send our guest list to, and our guest list really for the launch had to consist of at least more than half of the guest list had to be our loyal customers mm. of cats. I see. So initially, yeah. the first you know sixty percent was the clientele who shop at cats and have shopped at cats and Mac because we have that brand too mm. for the last however many years. So that was the the, the crux of it. And then you have to have your suppliers who, you know, do different things for you. Um, And that came up to that. And then, to tell you the truth, um, without having the media involved, you're not going to have a successful launch. And then you're going to have to have ZBC. Mm. But if you don't, you have to make sure that you've invited the Minister of um, um, Information. Um, who was very supportive mm. and then on top of that you have to make sure that you've got your goods cleared through customs mm. on time, on time. okay for the launch, for the launch. Um, when you know it was it was not easy mm. because um, in fact I think we managed to clear the last of the Fenty stock about three o'clock on the day of the launch and so that was the guest list. So we had you have to have, you know, your your um, policy makers are invited, your stakeholders, your clientele who are the biggest stakeholders, mm. and there were many people who were like, oh, why was I not invited? I'm I'm actually a, a client of the Skin Spa, yeah. And I was like, it, it was not about the Skin Spa. This was mm. about the clientele of cosmetics mm. in cats, for mm. example. 
and the launch was phenomenal mm. it really was it was a such a fun wonderful lively event and the fact that um, we were were you know graced with 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 the presence of the minister who took time out mm. to come to the launch because she was supporting it and um, wanted to say a few words um, I think that the, the, the public were very unfair mm. very unfair to um, have 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 gone out you know exploded and be like you know is this really the face of Fenty mm-hmm. it was not about that mm. it was a re- literally her acknowledging that you know um, the brand is in our country and we have you know a government and that's the government of the day mm. at the end of the you know at, uh, when all is said and done and she was one of our guests and of course if she was going to be able to give a, a, a thank you we would give her the platform to do that it was not um, um, that you know there were not other speakers of course there were other speakers and literally the most of the guests who were there were really the clientele who shop at the retail store that was chosen mm. by Fenty mm. so from the snack list the menu everything we were scripted mm. and we gave our suggestions mm. and then um, we were given the tick go ahead or not mm. um, but it was an incredible launch and the product has flown out the stores yeah. um, out of cats and um, we can't keep up actually mm. um, and it's just a matter of trying to source the the um, currency mm. it's not easy yeah. um, and we don't uh, we've not been that successful in terms of the auction mm. to get um, stock so we have to use free funds mm. it's it's complicated running businesses in Zimbabwe is not easy mm. um, and to be able to deliver the standard mm. that I demand um, is not always available in Zimbabwe so I'm not going to get fresh salmon or I'm not going to be able to produce a Fenty quality lipstick yeah. in Zimbabwe Mm. I'd love to, mm. but it's just not possible. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. That's a lot of great background. It was wild. It was wild. It was really wild because the way it was portrayed, the snippets that the media released, just made it seem as if there was one speech mm-hmm. by the minister and mm-hmm. that was it. That was yep. our Fenty launch. Absolutely. And that wasn't the full, I guess, story yep. by what was going on. So little things like that always get chaotic online. So it's, it's it nice was to get a... Ca- Yachting. It's nice to get a first-hand account. Hey, there you go. So, so I'm glad you've mentioned some of the impact the economic circumstances have on running a business, how it's difficult to, you have a quality of product that you envision, but sometimes it's hard to do that in Zimbabwe, especially um, for people who don't understand the currency issues. Um, to get products from outside, you need foreign currency, but we have a very strange local currency system and there's just different ways of sourcing it. But like you, you've said, you've tried to move away from doing things backdoor, bribing people, doing all those kind of things and trying to run it straight as well to your standard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what is the what are the more surprising impacts the economic circumstances have had? Like we know currency, we know inflation, but what's one thing that's like no one, if you told another business owner in a functioning country, this is what's going on, they would be like, okay, that's wild. <laughs> I could tell you a few stories <laughs> about that. But I think that nobody 
would believe mm. me when I, if I had to tell them that I have to have US dollars ready for the guy who's gone to Mozambique in the morning, driven and on his way back six hours later or seven hours later with fresh live crabs and peri prawns for our peri peri prawns mm. is on his way back I must have US dollars ready for him when he brings it to my gate yeah and he's brought it to the gate and we bought them live the crabs for example and I'll if they they walk their way down I always tease they walk their way down my driveway straight into their death which is in the in the walk-in freezer we freeze them to death they don't yeah. know they're dying yeah the crabs <laughs> but you know yeah. um, but literally I'm then gonna serve that at the restaurant mm. but at any moment if I don't sell the product the creamy crab mm. served with brioche mm. bread which is delicious yeah. okay um, in RTGS at the auction rate plus or minus 10% my business will get a 20 million dollar fine I mean 20 million 20,000 US dollar fine and the potential t for me to be arrested mm. that's a serious yeah. impact that is. on a business mm -hmm. when our business doesn't actually qualify has not qualified to be able to get US dollars from the auction rate yeah so you're in a quandary mm -hmm. now if I tell somebody that even in South Africa they'll just be like I'll never open a business in Zimbabwe yeah. I mean where do you even begin because if you then charge in you know if you if you charge in in a at a rate yeah I don't even have a rate mm. because I refuse to mm. um, I would rather not have a bank account mm. that's RTGS mm. because then I don't have to break the law because <laughs> it's it, it, it becomes mm. where it's so um, stifling mm. because how we are expected to sell product at a loss mm. how do you then operate a business yeah. so those are the challenges it's a challenge mm. and you have to really really lobby um, the powers that be to make them understand that you know small businesses we're not big corporations mm. we're the restaurant association for example we have a membership of maybe 60 mm. restaurants they're small businesses who are employing a lot of people a lot of families actually mm. I mean in my business you'll be amazed I, I think I employ about 200 people across the board and I'll have a husband who's a, a chef and the wife who may be at another branch I don't like them to be at the same branch together mm. who is um, a spa attendant mm. or a therapist and a manager mm. <laughs> or and I try to employ them as couples because then I know that there's two salaries yeah. going into one, one household. Yeah. How, you know, we are expected as small businesses to be able to operate in, in, a, in an environment like this um, where you're punished for just trying to be open mm. and survive. Mm. Um, it's it's um, a very difficult um, environment. And if you don't have the grit, the grit and the tenacity and the staying power um, it is 
something that I don't think it's it's not for the it's not for the weak. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no definitely. Yeah. I think because of how challenging the environment can be, I always find it really brave when people decide okay, I'm going to start my own thing completely. Like I'm going to get out of corporate, I'm going to get out of formal employment and start my own thing because there's so many reasons not to. So many reasons not to. And so when you see small businesses thriving, brands establishing themselves and reliable good customer service as well it's very admirable but knowing that even just existing as a young person is hard i cannot imagine employing people and trying to keep a business afloat and yeah it's absolutely just, i mean you know yeah. i wake up every morning and i am responsible mm-hmm. for for those families mm-hmm. you know i'm responsible i feel responsible mm-hmm. and 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 i take that responsibility very seriously mm-hmm. that you know if i close shop tomorrow how many kids are not going to go to school mm. you know because you know we have a policy for me i have a policy in my organization where i tell you know my financial financial people to say if there's one thing that i will not tolerate is where we cannot provide support we pay 50% school fees mm. for all our employees kids <laughs> and education for me is critical mm-hmm. one of our senior chefs um we put her two boys right through medical school she's a senior chef but she's got two doctors mm. qualified now mm. and that for me is real success mm. as as an entrepreneur yeah we have been able to impact mm. um the people who work so hard and mm. give of themselves mm. give of their soul because i tell you you know the food at organics and the treatments that you get would never be taste as good or feel as good if it wasn't because of that team mm. that are putting their heart and soul yeah. into it because they believe mm. and they believe because i believe in them and because i uh, i have a heart for them mm-hmm. and therefore they have a heart for me mm. and for the business and it's really important when i wake up every day to to be responsible and accountable to make sure that we can keep our doors open so that their kids can continue to go to school and one day be able to do their own thing and have have businesses uh, for me there's nothing better when somebody within the organization says I'm going out and opening my own thing mm-hmm. I'm like I'll support you all the way mm-hmm. I accept that you know somebody might join us and leave because they can do their own thing. I get upset when they leave because they leave in the country. country. Yeah. <laughs> that hasn't really happened to me. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. hasn't happened to our businesses. I've actually employed people that have come back. Mm. And that's been awesome mm. to be able to when they when I go to South Africa and I meet somebody at a restaurant and they'll be like, "Are you, you know, are you Mamtasa? Are you mm. organics?" Yeah. because they may have seen it on social media and I'll be I'm like, "Yes." And they're like, Ah, Loda could soak a kumba. And I'm like, when you come, get hold of me. Yeah. And they've done it. And I have recruited several people who have left South Africa. Um, or come back from the cruise ships mm. and they come and they get work with us and um I try as best as I can to integrate them into 
the business and into the culture because when they've been away for a while and they come back, it's not easy mm -hmm. um, to, to come in and you've got a lot of people who may feel territorial mm -hmm. and we say, no, 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 this is a family and you need to come in and welcome the new member of the family mm -hmm. and you know try to find them accommodation and things for their kids, schools for their kids to go to. Uh, reunite them with their family sometimes. Mm -hmm. So so that responsibility is real. Mm -hmm. It's very real. And so that's why, like you were saying, for people who want to go out and start businesses on their own, it, it is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But it requires people like us who have been in it for a while to be supportive and be, you know, the role models and the mentors um, that they need to be. Yeah. I encourage all my peers and colleagues who are in the industry and out of the industry, just within the network that I that I have. Network, by the way, is everything. Everything. So build your network. Build network. So incredible to be able mm -hmm. to build your network. And um, I encourage all of them, including my husband, um, different um, leaders within the business arena and private sector, to mentor. Mm. There's not enough mentorship. And, and that's why um, if I can make myself available mm. once in a while, you know, it's not easy because yeah. I'm busy, yeah. but if I can, mm. I absolutely try to be very, very disciplined to make mm. uh, the time to be there and to speak mm -hmm. because it's only through listening and hearing from the experiences that, you know, I may have gone through or, you know, my husband or other uh, leaders that you, the, the next generation can learn. It's like Viola Davis always says, representation is the most important thing. Absolutely. Because you need to see your dreams in action. Mm -hmm. um, and there's always someone who's done something even remotely close to what you've done and you can look up to them almost and maybe not copy, but try to emulate some of their own tenacity, their Absolutely. grit that, to get through or to get to where you'd want to be so I appreciate that a lot no I think it's yeah. really important because um, what happens is um, when somebody calls me and says you know I just saw a place um, that's open and I'm sure they're just trying to copy you I'm like oh that's a compliment <laughs> it means I'm doing something right, right. Yeah. and you know if, if they've done it to a great standard I'm happy mm. because that's good for the country yeah. and it's good for our economy and mm. it's good because they'll employ more people exactly. and there's enough there's enough for everybody mm. you know um, there, there can never be enough hair places and nail places and places to eat and everybody has their own unique experience that they have to offer mm -hmm. and if they've seen something that we've done that they like and they, they you know imitate it well you know what I take it as a compliment mm -hmm. I don't catch feelings over it mm -hmm. at all yeah <laughs> and my last question yes. for you is how do you see the future of the hospitality food beauty industry in this economy ha huh. I think it is not even. Um, it is not even that different to the globe, mm. because the reason I say that the hospitality and beauty industry, um, especially services, you can't get them online. Mm. So I've always been very aware that you cannot get a wax online. <laughs> 
and you cannot get mm -hmm. a manicure or a pedicure yeah. or a facial mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. So we are in a unique position mm -hmm. because we are always going to be able to you and you know what they might tell you you know what you can buy a robot that's going to be at your house and you'll mm -hmm. press a button and you'll say Alexa send Ningiriki whatever the robot's name is mm -hmm. to the bedroom and that robot's going to give you a massage listen honey it's not going to be the same mm -hmm. there's nothing like touch and mm -hmm. smell mm -hmm. and feel mm -hmm. it's 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 in, it's it's, in, it's intricate it's intimate it's it's relationship based. It's about looking into each other's yeah. eyes and feeling the empathy and feeling that that person, when they give you that massage, they can actually feel your knot and your tension mm. and they're able to ex, you know, extract it. And unfortunately, sometimes the therapists have to take away some of that burden. Yeah. <laughs> but they're geared for it. Mm. So I think that, you know, um, IT and, and artificial intelligence and all of those type of things will definitely feed mm -hmm. into, into how we um, may interact or how we'll build our database or how we will, um, what services we'll offer. Mm -hmm. um, it will talk to and the, the data analytics will definitely give um, guidance to what sort of... Um, experiences people want and that's happened already mm. you know it's no longer where you just go to a place for a manicure you now go for an experience yeah. that's how I see it mm. um, and I think that's been the success mm. of it so for sure in the hospitality industry we've got for example um, you know in the Cresta brand um, we've got smart rooms where you don't need it's completely contactless mm. check-in and check-out you could be in the hotel for four days and nobody will even know you were there and is it popular ah I don't think so mm. in my opinion I still think you want to arrive right, yeah. and you want to be greeted and you want to be given that hot towel mm. and a little drink and then you want to go to your room and yeah. you want to have the luxury and the privacy at the same time mm. those people who want the contactless is probably because they're home of what do you call it uh, they germaphobes, germaphobes <laughs> yeah. okay or they're doing something naughty and they don't want people to know, know about it <laughs> so yeah. you know i think um there's no question that AI and data and technology is going to inform us of to create better experiences mm -hmm. and more efficient um, production and more profitable mm -hmm. production. But it's not going to take away the human element mm -hmm. um, as I think that touch, feel, mm -hmm. smell and all those senses mm -hmm. being um, stimulated or um, catapulted, yeah. you know, and it's still important mm. because, you know, we have hearts exactly. and we have souls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, completely, I completely agree about the human aspect. I mean, even with the AI, when you have the little WhatsApp bots and mm -hmm. all of that, yeah, I always pick the last option talk to a person like I don't want to talk to a bot I want to talk to a person directly so I can explain step by step what my issue is and it may not be on a mapped out data tracked you know system so that part I think is still important and I don't think especially coming out of the 
harsh pandemic area. I mean, era. Yes. Um, we've just seen human. There's no substitute for human contact. There just isn't. There's no. Substitute. I actually think that it was so destructive, mm. so destructive, mm-hmm. that that's why we so we have seen mm. mental illness and suicides, just in crazy numbers. I mean, mm. the increase in percentages of that has been so heartbreaking mm-hmm. and it's because of that lack of of, of human you mm-hmm. know i mean you saw the old people yeah. who basically they died from heartbroken yeah. heartbreaking loneliness, or yeah. loneliness and and you know so very 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 important mm-hmm. and so it will go all the way back we've done a whole full circle how mm-hmm. everything relates back to relationships exactly at the end of the day so when you're talking about food it's your relationship with food <laughs> when you're talking about you know treatments or experiences or service it's mm. it's how you relate mm. to the, the the customer or your clientele or your brother your sister how you relate with god mm. you know bottom line is that people all think you know what i go to church and i do all this and i have a fantastic relationship with god but they don't talk to their sister mm. <laughs> or they don't talk to their brother yeah. I don't do no talking. Yeah. So if you're the type of person who says, you know what, I don't like Karen Mutasa mm-hmm. and I don't want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Well, if you see me, I'm still going to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a problem with me, let's deal with it. Yeah. I'm the type of person who, if I've offended you, I'm very happy to come and say, oh, Saka, you are ignoring me. Why are you ignoring mm-hmm. me? Did I do something to hurt you? Mm-hmm. If I did, I'm sorry. Whatever it is, I'm sorry. But let's not not do talk. No, mm-hmm. Life's too short to not do do not to do no talking yeah <laughs> perfect karen thank you so much this was such a lovely interview i had the best time thank you very much for being so um gracious in asking me and coming over it's been absolutely wonderful thank you awesome good luck thank you <laughs> And that is the episode. A huge, huge thank you and shout out once again to my phenomenal guest, Karen Mutaza. She's just, she's so sweet, so well-spoken, and I really appreciate you sharing your experiences, point of view, and just being honest and unapologetic about, you know, um, your business and the values, the value system and what you hope to achieve and see in Zimbabwe. I really really appreciate that and thank you the listener for tuning in um you will notice that this episode is coming out on a tuesday uh that's because monday this the second was a public holiday here in zim but um we're shifting the production schedule to episodes coming out on mondays or tuesdays but mondays is going to be the day um it's just easier for me to not put editing and putting together these episodes in the middle of the week things get demanding things get in the way i fall asleep i fall off the schedule so i'm just shifting things a little bit um monday is now the publication day tuesday at the latest and if i don't post call me out on it please (laughs) but either way um that's what's going to be happening moving forward but please let me know what you thought of the episode of the guest of the subject matter we talked about and also please if you're building a brand i'd love to hear what your experiences are and if any of this was relevant or resonated to you i'd love to resonate it for you i'd love to hear from you so please follow once again follow the podcast on social media at in this economy podcast on instagram follow me your host at kimia jack on twitter and i will catch you for the next episode next week